about to enter a world of pain, suffering, and laughter. time again what time is it it's time for my period no sorry (laughs) gold he didn't plan that i am a transgendered uh podcast host (laughs) having this period (laughs) you want to start this Went off the rails real quick. Welcome to Worst Gig Ever. I'm Welcome. Mike Pace. I'm Jeff Garlock. So today we have Ezra Feinberg of the band Cite uh, on the show. And an interesting story about how I came to know Ezra. Uh, and I neither I can attest that neither Jeff or I uh, knew the man. Right. He swears until, we've met. but <laughs> He swears he knows you. Right. Now we know. Can't speak to that. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'd say about a month ago, I was taking the subway home, and there's a guy uh, sitting down, uh, and I'm kind of standing above him, and I can tell that he's looking at me, and well, yeah, there's a guy checking me out. <laughs> Look, it's not the first time that's hey, he's a good Mike Pace is a good-looking guy. <laughs> but so, so at some point, he, he kind of taps me, and... I can tell maybe he's recognized me, so so I'm getting ready for my, you know, maybe this is the my, my the three times out of the year that someone will say, hey, aren't you the guy from Oxford College? Right. So I'm getting ready, shoulders back, and he goes, he taps and he goes, hey, uh, uh, did you play in, uh, did you ever play in, in a band? So now I'm like, all right, here it comes. <laughs> yeah, it's the like, big uh, leagues. I did. He's like, yeah, did you ever play in this band uh, called the Volume Men? <laughs> Complete silence. Who the volume men? No disrespect to the volume men. <laughs> you not said, aware who the fuck are they? I, the fuck. In my mind, I did. Right. And I said, no, man, sorry. And that was it. And we kept on the train. The train kept on a rolling. <laughs> we both got out at the same stop. We're both walking down the street parallel. And I was like, you know what? I got to engage this guy again. So I said, Hey, hey, Jack. <laughs> you called him Jack. Just, you know, just the go-to, the go-to universal name. <laughs> yep. Hey, Jack, what was that band that you said again? He's like, oh, the Volume Men. And I said, no, I, I, I wasn't in the Volume Men, but actually I played in this band called Oxford Collapse. He said, oh, I know you guys. Uh, I remember when you broke up and you had your, uh, your you know, end statements uh, on Pitchfork, and I, I and he started quoting it to me. What? Which I thought was great. And it's like, all right. And so we got to talking and turn, and he was telling me that he played in this band, Cite, right. whose name I had always known. Sure. Uh, and it turns out that we had a number of people in common, and that he would be a great guest uh, Brother, for the show. it was Kismet. And then he gave me a blowjob. Oh, best blowjob uh, you've ever had. So... Uh, <laughs> Without any further ado, here's a, uh, a fascinating uh, talk with uh, Ezra Feinberg of the band, uh, of the van, <laughs> the van. of the van, uh, uh, call, it's actually, that's, that's the video band, <laughs> it's 
like the vlog. <laughs> yep. It's the van. New Lego. Cite on Worst Gig Ever. Peace. So Ezra Feinberg, welcome to uh, the studio. Thanks. AKA my living room. Yep. It's pretty intimidating. Here. Intimidating. As, as it should be. It's this part. For the listener, uh, my my, it kind of looks. It's like the it's the living room equivalent of Thunderdome, right? In my house, because it has like these font, these. It's like a, it's like a dodecahedron. Yeah, it's which a is a ten sided die. <laughs> yeah. Appropriately and, enough, though, I think without realizing it, you are almost between two ferns. Because that's true. Look know, at that. You. So, Little nodder. Foliage. Yeah. Yeah, foliage. Exactly. <laughs> Between yeah. two foliage. I liked it for the listener. <laughs> Nuzzle, I think, is the word. <laughs> Nuzzle. Great uh, band from uh, Santa Cruz. Do you remember Nuzzle? Early 90s? I remember Nuzzle. Maybe, yes, were they maybe. on GSL? or They were on... They put out a compilation on Trouble Man. Right. Oh, right, 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 right. But they right, were right. like... They were... We they, were on the Trouble Man mixtape with that, them. Yes. Great oh, comp. Oh, yeah. I remember that comp. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think the champs were on that too. The, yeah, the, yes, were. the, the yeah, champs right. definitely were. Um, so Ezra, you're 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 from you're Bostonite. Uh, originally, yes, but not but not not really in the like band musical sense. But um, born and not raised, the DYS Wolfpack. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you were hanging with Sprague. Not SSD. in the Lemonhead sense, but yeah, yeah, but, exactly. but, but, um, but I am from. You don't know what happened to Ray. You don't know why <laughs> no. it was a shame. I never cared as the thing. Right, but. But, um, yeah, anyway, from Boston, yeah, Cambridge, Mass, specifically, um, and then uh, New York. And then, and then San Francisco, and then now New York again. So you, you were in New York in the early aughts, or late 90s, early yes, aughts? Yes, I was, well, time. I graduated from Bard College in 99, moved here, and was here until 04. Okay, and during that time, you were playing in a band called Feast. Yeah, I was in Feast. I was actually in several bands. Feast was the longest... Um, and I mean, it was, they were all equally fruitless, but you know, as far as the trappings of, of success are concerned, but, um, Feast was, was, um, was the longest. And I was also, uh, yeah, I was in some other bands too. <laughs> were you, uh, did you play in high school at all? Oh or? yeah. Okay. And middle school too. Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a veteran. Yeah. A seasoned veteran. Yeah, definitely. An elder statesman of... Uh, I like to think of myself that way. A band <laughs> camp of yeah, sorts. Yeah, exactly. Uh, did, uh, any of note in high school or in middle school or just kind of... Did You did you, you played an Aerosmith band? in high school. Well, <laughs> no, no, nothing of note. There right. were, But now that you think... I mean, I when I was thinking about stories for Worst Gig Ever... I was actually only really thinking about like Feast and Cite because Feast and Cite were the bands that toured. Right. You know, but now that you mention it, there's like, it can go, you can keep going back. And the <laughs> first gig I ever played, you know, that were, were, to, that made any money was, was at, um, a mental institution. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It was at, it was in the courtyard of a mental institution. And with my band in ninth grade, we were called Jake's Guava. Jake was Jeremy, Adam, Kabir, and Ezra. And um, beautiful. And is this a ska band? It's, it definitely's got all, a ska. It does but feel. No, we weren't even quite that cool. It was like ba- it was covers. We were sort of we were doing the you know we, we like we would have been good like in a in a bar in Boca Raton or something. Right. You know what I mean, like right. classic rock covers. We didn't know that at the time. Right. But, Classic rock covers, 
and um, and and my the two things I remember from the show are that um, in the uh, uh, in the front row of this courtyard um, was a guy screaming at us to play um, to play a, uh, a Led Zeppelin song, but <laughs> which was fine because we actually had some Led Zeppelin sure. in our repertoire. But he was wearing a Walkman. Ah, perfect. <laughs> so he had he was listening to he right. had his own thing right. on in his This thing I got going here. <laughs> yeah. Do that. But wait, were we talking a little black dog or communication breakdown in the uh, we repertoire? Did, we no, we did the uh the, the live in, we did the live and loving yes. uh, um, live and loving made, made yes. medley. Oh. Know, which of course went from because it went from heartbreaker. We did a heartbreaker, live and love and medley. You know, you know right, sure, yes. Bill Zeppelin to medley. That was the, and then we did the ocean. Oh, great wow. song! That oh, was great. And song. We were into the time signature. Yeah, know? yeah. Oh, wait, when, say, when it switches. Pulled that off? Yes, it's in it's in seven or something. Okay, you know what I mean? Yeah, did the drummer pull it off? I mean, we played the song. Perfect. You know? Pulled it know. off perfectly. I don't know. I don't know. I don't pulled know. it off enough for a mental institution. Yeah, exactly. Well, when Jason Bonham is your drummer in that case. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we did yeah. Like that, father, right? like son. Right. Wait. Right. Okay. So just to clear this one up for me, obviously there's a big matzo ball hanging out here. How did you book the a mental, mental institution? Oh, that's a really good question. <laughs> the, um, the, uh, a, a family friend. Right. Um, asked us to do it a family friend of the bass player asked us uh to do it because there was going to be like they needed an entertainer (laughs) for this mental institution they promised all i mean this is an inpatient i mean the irony is that i'm now a clinical psychologist so thinking back on this is really hilarious and strange (laughs) but i mean we could see to the to like up into the um like the the barred, you know, almost jail cell like top floor, right? Where they wouldn't let the people out, and they but those guys were psyched, right? It was kind of like playing in a prison, sure. Except for everyone's like, instead of being criminals, they're completely out of their mind. McMurphy right. is on the end, like Robert De Niro in Awakening, <laughs> yeah, exactly. coming to life, yeah, exactly. through the music. Yeah. So, so as a now <laughs> clinical psychologist, how do you look back? Do you look back at that and say, oh, maybe that was not a great idea? Well, I, I mean, I. It's interesting that they asked us to do it, you know, like in in like clinical psychology terms, like in, you now I, I now would think why did he must the person who asked us to do it didn't realize quite how arousing the whole thing right. was going to be right. for the for the inmates. Sure, know? like it was. I mean, they were really excited, especially the guy who was wearing a Walkman. You know? <laughs> a yellow sports, of course. Yes. You got it. Top of the line, brother. Yeah. Did you know that they actually also made a sports video camera, like a VHS that was yellow, a yellow, yeah. like it was yeah. one of the first so kind you of could portable just throw it downstairs. You could, yeah. It was, it <laughs> if was, you threw it downstairs, it broke. Yes, you know yeah, I mean? pretty like, much. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Then you buy another one, <laughs> right. yellow sports. Right. Right. So okay, so so uh, a fantastic start. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's all downhill it's from preamble. there. Yeah, we're in the preamble. What do you what do you remember about like those those pre-Strokesian days in New York? In, in New York, yeah. playing That's music in the question. early aughts. Um, it was well. This would be. I would even go back to the late nineties on that. I mean, it was really weird. I, I, I'm glad you asked that. There was nothing going on. <laughs> there was, you know, but, which makes it sound like the Strokes made everything go on, which is not true. But, but I mean, they were great. But you know, right. it wasn't like it was only them or something. But there just wasn't a lot going on. Like it was, 
we were kind of hanging on. It was like 1991, but it could have been 1994. Looking back, because we right. were like, you know, we were really into pavement. We were really into Sebado. We were really into the Silver Jews. We were really into like, like early 90s Flaming Lips, like Cloud Taste Metallic Flaming Lips. You know, um, C and Cake Tortoise. Like all, just all this stuff was like. Everyone was on their like fourth or fifth album. Will Oldham it was like that whole rush of early sure. mid nineties was really getting old, and there wasn't that much happening. I remember like you know everyone said that when Kid A came out, Radiohead like signaled the end of rock. Mm-hmm. I even remember like a a tiddly little article in Time Out New York at the turn of the millennium that was like, "There's no rock and roll anymore." You know, like right. what happened? You know, there's no the, band. Every journalist is just cha- like champing at the bit to write their "This is dead" article. Yeah, yeah totally. they're just like just like, "Oh, this is it. We did yeah. it. Right, this right, is the right. one." Like, totally. I've been waiting for this my entire career. And by the way, yeah. SNL is dead too. Yes, right. SNL. Right. Gotta get that one. In I know. There. Yeah. Exactly. Hey, that's a great headline. Did you, did you just yeah. think of that? Yeah. <laughs> so they they there there was just like a lot of that happening. I mean, we would play. You know, they were desperate to have us like at CBGBs and stuff. Right. Um. But you know, there was like there there was still there were still bands, and um, it just felt like it was all happening like in some kind of um, deadened zone where like right. nothing could really go anywhere, and we didn't really like. And then all of a sudden, it just exploded in such a way where like it was like, whoa, this is too much. Like, right, I like, right. I felt kind of overwhelmed by it, frankly. You know, right. and, like people who I knew, so it was like it was a little bit. It was a little bit disturbing that, like, suddenly people that I knew were, like, doing really well. You right, know, like, right. bands from Bard and Oberlin and, like, you know, who, I, who like, we all went to school with and stuff. And it just, and that was kind of, that made, that was, like, freaked everyone out a little bit. Okay, so, so you know, you were in a place where, like, it was, there wasn't a whole lot of camaraderie. Well, there was like, a lot of camaraderie, or, but we, was, yeah. we weren't a part of it. I mean, like, right. you know, you, you would walk through... Basically, you like walk through. We had this practice space on Roebling and Metropolitan. You would walk through, and coming from every room, it was like Scott, Scott, right? You know, like that like fucking the, disco the, disco, the four on the floor rock, the new rock disco, yeah. You know, um, which had this kind of like sexy edge to it, and um, and some of those, you know, so obviously some of those bands are great, but um, we we just were we were just like in a totally different zone, and we had no one. You know, like in the little kid sense, no one to play with. You know what I mean? And so, um, but we did go on one ill-fated U.S. tour in a 1989 white windowless Econoline van. Classic. <laughs> it's already shaping yeah. up to be a good one. Love it. And it now, was, what year was this? Um, oh two. Okay. It was such a fucking disaster. I mean, it really. It was kind of the best of times, kind of the worst of times. Um, you know, there was, you know, we, the, we had to, we had to cancel. First of all, we, we, we drove to rural Pennsylvania where Claire, the singer, um, where her family was from. And, and we got the van looked at and everything seemed to be fun. So we pulled out of rural Pennsylvania. We were on our way to our first show, um, in, in, uh, I believe it was in Dayton, Ohio. And already, we're a half, start I'm, to a I'm tour. smelling this one. I'm <laughs> smelling it. We're a half it an terrible. hour. We're a half an hour outside of <laughs> smelling the failure. We're, we're, 
We're half an hour outside of Rome, Pennsylvania, and um, and and the engine burst into flames. <laughs> Let's just say we were in Rome, Pennsylvania, for like another four days, right. getting a new fucking engine. You know, so it was like real. We were, and so then we had to drive. So we had it was like. No show in Dayton. No show in um, Ypsilanti was the other show that we had to miss. Um, and then we had to drive. So we had to drive straight to Des Moines, Iowa. You just so, did the wait, fourth you, the fourth market tour. But you yeah. also <laughs> you also you haven't played a show yet. We haven't played a show yet. And right. mind you that I booked this whole thing. You know, like you know, just just so that people don't think I'm a complete loser. I later was in a band that had an actual booking agent. Right. You know, but like this was sheer will i mean sheer <laughs> right. fucking will you know what i mean like i was sending folders you know it was as you know my friend uh tony in san francisco who books for the hemlock likes to say folder rock you right know what i mean where like you send a folder <laughs> yeah. like, you open the folder you know so i had sent full i booked this fucking tour myself so this know? is you're almost well just 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 to set the scene for people that maybe don't know i mean you're talking 2002 so it's not like email is completely ubiquitous here and no. that everybody's no, got no, the no, dot, no, and like dial. so you're you're this is you're doing a lot of phone stuff all phone doing mailing right. out mailing. like your your press packet essentially yes, yes. there was only there was I, I think of all the shows i booked on that tour not maybe a third of them were via email we're talking dial up right, you know? right. and how and, long was it going to be in theory well if you it did was a off? full u.s tour oh you were doing like I, mean, a... we did, I didn't get like <laughs> right. how long it took and wait, was there get. a record out it was there anything out at this no, no. no. why would just, you need a record out not, people yes. will come excuse <laughs> me <laughs> we no we recorded something we were did record <laughs> We had a CD at the show, right. you know, but, um, but, but yeah, so we drove straight to Des Moines, Iowa. So on the, so that night in Des Moines at, um, a place called Harry Mary's, um, which we, we had heard that high on fire play there. So that was like good enough for us. That was, that's how I would judge places too. Yeah, yeah. And somehow it was a lot of times high on fire. That would yeah. be my, my gauge as well. Where I'd be like, yeah, no, no, high on fire, but I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm yeah, sure it'll be yeah. fine. That's, that's the thing, because you're looking through like the, the local yep. alt week, and you're like, this, right. I've never heard of this fire. Right. Oh, wait a second. <laughs> exactly. Right. High on fire played here. Okay. Right. Yeah, okay. and then yeah. like, you know, it, we saw some pictures on the website of high on fire playing. You know, <laughs> yeah. It looked like they were having a great time. You know what I mean? We're like, this is going to be awesome. A little word bubble coming out of Pike's mouth that said, yeah. this is the best club in the world. <laughs> right. Come here. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so we show up at Harry Mary's. So there is, so one thing that was kind of awesome is that, uh, first of all, it's one of those clubs that has a marquee. Right. We all know the experience of like the shitty club that happens <laughs> yeah. to have a marquee, right? So that's like an experience we all know. We're like, we're on a marquee. Like, and you just have to like remind yourself that it's meaningless. <laughs> well, anyone what, can what, buy letters yeah, at well, fucking but hardware When store. Oxford Collapse would see our name on a marquee, that was, that was always the harbinger that this was going to be a shit <laughs> show. Yeah, like yeah, the marquee yeah. was never it's good like right. for us. Yeah. It was a bad sign. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it was an omen. Yeah. Definitely. So, so. Then there was this sign. So, you know, the band Slipknot is from Des Moines. Right. right. So there was one really funny thing that I, that, that was like, you know, um, a check in the, in the cred department for <laughs> Harry Mary's, which is that, um, on a flyer for the show, it was like, you know, tonight, um, Cite, and then like, there was this other, I can't, I'll never remember the name of the band. Um, this band, 
And then like in like it was like in big letters, featuring members of, and then in tiny letters, some dudes who drank beer with, and then in big letters, <laughs> members of Slipknot. <laughs> so but wait, this was this was Cite or was this Feast? No, no, this was Feast. Feast. This right, was right, Feast. right. Yeah, this was Feast. Cite never played in Iowa, um, <laughs> unfortunately. But um, so so okay, so we played this show. All all I remember is that. They're, they threw some beer bottles at us, but we were told that that was like a sign of affection. You know, there was some catcalling <laughs> of our female singer, of course. Yeah. And, um, and then the headliners who, you know, were featuring some dudes who drank beer with members of Slipknot, um, um, did an emo cover of Sister Golden Hair by America. So then, yes. and then, and then after the show, and I'd like to just say that, that when I was thinking of stories for this, there was a, there was like a lot of shitty shows that weren't really good stories, but there's a lot of like circumstantial tour, whatever. Right. Of course. That, you know what yeah. I mean? That was, sort of, that sort of lends itself. And after the show, it was the classic, like, we have nowhere to stay. And then some dude is like, you can totally stay. <laughs> yeah. And then you like, and then he's like, cause, and what he didn't include was like, cause I'm going to make you drink. Natty Light yeah. play Xbox <laughs> until five in the fucking morning. You You'll never I mean? get to sleep. Yeah. I'm gonna get a whole shit ton of beer. Right, exactly. And like when I was, I've like, got a weird animal here. Right, and I like exactly. <laughs> right. So when I I had to like put my foot down around three three thirty. The other guys were like a nicer and b right. like had like a heavier booze tolerance than me. I was like, I'm done. This is over. You know what I mean? I'm going to sleep. Good night. I don't care if you hate me or you murder me in an hour. Right. This is over. You know what I mean? Like we've been driving all for, I don't know what the fuck is going on. Sure. We have like, I, you know, so anyway, that the tour went from there. I, there's a lot of stories. I know we don't have that much time. So I'll just say that in the, the last night of the tour, this is after a 12-hour overheating situation between Las Vegas and fucking L.A. Okay, so wait. Before – this is the last show of the Feast tour that you've booked yourself. Right. How many of the dates were just – you just you didn't get to it. This just fell through out of – how many shows were booked and how many were actually played? Well, I, it was – you know, in the, by the time we got to Des Moines, we had missed two. And then, you know, the good news is that we that we only missed another one. In okay. Denver. Because bad. for some reason, I thought that, like, it really wasn't that big of a deal to drive from Des Moines to Denver in a day. <laughs> right. You know? It's only about 10 hours. Yeah. <laughs> it's about 12, actually. <laughs> and there was just, you know, we might have made it, but we had, like, carburetor problems, of course. You know, we just... Right. It just didn't... It didn't happen. We got to my The cousin. skies need to open, and God needs to come down right. and say, I exist, and I'm giving you a path right, exactly. to this place. Exactly. And I, I'm sure I had fantasies like that. Right. So, we... Of course, we... And my cousins live in Boulder. We ended up showing up at, like, 2 in the morning. You know? <laughs> now, when you also... Totally embarrassing. My family. Yeah. Oh. You know? when, you, when you were I'm booking this... tour? Yeah. Just, just before you get to the, the, the Las Vegas show, um, were you... Because I remember when Oxford Collapse booked our own first tour that were, like... It was like a, a full, like maybe five weeks or something. There were three Fridays off. There right. were, it was like a week's yeah. worth of days oh, off. Yeah, in yeah. There. Fridays aren't a big yeah, thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There was lots of days off. There, yeah, I mean, there, yeah, there, we, we just, I didn't really get it. You know what I mean? Right. And it, and and um, we like ran into this punk band in L.A. who were like, who like booked a tour themselves where they played twenty eight shows in twenty eight days, which was like 
first of all, an incredible stand. They were called Black Flag. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. exactly. Um, so, so the last show, the last show. So anyway, the the, the rest of the tour, there were no, not, there weren't that many major disaster shows other than this this Vegas to LA thing where we just had to keep pulling over to put ice into the coolant tank because <laughs> it was like 170 right. degrees and it just took us forever and we had partied like crazy in Vegas. Played in Vegas, which was totally weird. Um, with Saturday Looks Good to Me, which is funny. Where um, where was the show? It was, was there at a, club? a place called the Cooler Lounge. Okay. It was in a mall. Um, Perfect. You could, play, you could play Canasta there. That sounds great. I never played Las Vegas. Oh, really? Did you ever play Las Vegas? Uh, played once for a vice party oh. uh, at a gay club. That, uh, that, you know, they flew us in. It was one of those pay for the entire terrible oh. tour shows. Wow. Us in prosaics, maybe? Oh, oh really? Uh, yeah. Andy Comer. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, sure. And then we had some hotel room where mice got into, uh, Slaney, our drummer's luggage and ate oh. the red vines he was bringing home to his wife. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, and you we mean did those sleep. rare Las Vegas yeah, red exactly. vines that you can't get yep. anywhere else? Uh, he forgot that we live in New York where yeah. you can yeah. get anything yeah. all the time. So, so how was the Las Vegas show? in and of itself um strange but like okay we, at that point like our, our the bar had been set so low that like <laughs> we were there and playing and that was like plenty, right you know what i mean um and then but we just like you know we, we got into las vegas like kind of late and then we wanted to like do the casino thing and we were up late and we woke up late and we thought oh four hours to la no big deal <laughs> little did we realize that like, going up a mountain in this van which is what you have to do right you know, and like dealing with the heat was going to be a disaster. We did make it to the Silver Lake Lounge just but only because the, out of the kindness of their hearts at that club, they, they, the whole show happened, cleared out. We pulled in at like 1230. They let us set up and play for like our 10 friends who were there. So, um, <laughs> but the, the, the last night of the tour. No, wait, were you supposed to be on the regular bill yes, of that exactly. show? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The last night of the sh- of the tour, we were in Louisville, and um, I've never played Louisville. Oh, really? Somehow, I mean, many friends from there, and always talk about what's well, the greatest town the, ever. The, never uh, played there. I don't know about that. But they love it. Like, the one time Louisville love Louisville. The one time that we played Louisville, it was it was in like a VF. It was that guy from uh, Breather Resist put oh, on the show. Right? Yeah. yeah and that was, was just a fun like yeah. uh, whatever. Well, anyway, this was with this was actually with Z's. Okay, sure. We like became yep. friends. We didn't know them at the time, but we became friends with them, and that was nice. And it was fine. But then, but but it was fine until we got out to the parking lot after the show and saw that a tree had fallen on our face. <laughs> Even Mother Nature was against you. It was incredible. I mean, to be honest, it was just like they shattered the windshield. It wasn't really that big of a deal. Right. We got it fixed in the morning. But just the it was a real punctuation. Yeah. You know, um, Why are you doing thing. this? Boom. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That yeah. that's that's the first time I've heard of a, a natural disaster right. affecting. Yeah. This yeah. This is probably the only real natural disaster. We ever, I've ever had in, in, in all the years of it, but, but the, the tour story that, that like, I mean, the, the, like this, that comes to mind is, is actually just quite sad. This <laughs> Chicago story, which is like, I wrote to everyone in Cite before all the, I mean, to the, to the San Francisco, um, lineup, um, uh, before coming over the other day because, um, they were the ones who, I, I'm, Cite's in New York now and there's a lineup here too, but the San Francisco band members were the ones who did the most touring and they did quite a bit. And, um, to say like, okay, so what was, what, what were like, 
what was the you know what was the worst gig ever other than Chicago because I knew that everyone was going to be like <laughs> yeah. well, Chicago is the worst gig ever we know that because the Chicago thing was that we played there the first time we played in Chicago in early 2008 after Little Kingdom came out, the first album that was on Dead Oceans, it was amazing. Like, it was an amazing show. It's at the Hideout, mm -hmm. which is a really mm -hmm. nice little club. Yep. It was sold out. I couldn't believe it was sold out. Like, it had gotten write-ups in the Time Out and in the All Weekly in Chicago. And, like, you know, it was just like we partied there. We sold tons of merch. Like, <laughs> it was just we were like, we are stars in this town. Like, it was amazing, you know? So... So a few months later, we, we, we did a, a tour that was shorter that where it was like, okay, we only have about two weeks. Let's, we're going to fly to New York. We're going to do as much as we can in that maybe 10 days or two weeks or something and fly back. Mm -hmm. Right. So we flew to New York. We rented a van. There was like all these spots we wanted to hit and, and the label and the booking agent were like, you got to go back to Chicago. <laughs> they love you in Chicago. You know what I mean? So we're like, okay, we'll do, uh, the only way we can do Chicago, if we want this whole thing to work out, if we want to like schedule it so that we can like play these other cities and like play with these other bands and these other places that it all works is that after Chicago, you got to go straight to Philly. Right. You know, Ugh. so what we're going to do is we're going to drive all night after the Chicago show. Always a good idea. 12 hours to Philly. We'll check into the hotel. We'll pass out. We'll wake up for the show in Philly. Whatever. Right. I was like emailing everyone beforehand, like really wanted to lay the whole thing out. Are you guys cool with this? You know what I mean? And they're like, well, we got to go to Chicago. You know what I mean? Like there's no way we're going to miss Chicago. Of course we're cool. They'll do of anything course. for Chicago. You know what I mean? Cross fucking Siberia for Chicago. You know what I mean? So we go to the hideout, you know, and of course the, the, my, like the fucking, death knell of anything is what is like if uh, if i uh, if in the beginning of a sh if when you get to the club for sound check you ask like the the club manager like hey how are the pre-sales that's like you know that that's a bad sign because you know that you in your own mind are like this might be right. bad right but i had no rational reason to think that this show is going to be bad but of course because it was so great before i think some part of me <laughs> thought murphy's law would kick in right and like it would have to you know but we were still really psyched. We're like, it's Chicago. It's the hideout. Remember last time when, like, you met that girl in, the, in that corner? That was so <laughs> People awesome. hanging from the rafters. Yeah, like, the <laughs> girls are flashing their tits. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, you know, like, it just, the memory of it just is swelling <laughs> right. at this point, you know? So, the, there, I'd like to say that there was zero people at this show, but that's not true. There was one dude, and he had been at the show months before, <laughs> and he was just like, where is everybody? There was no one there. No one. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like no body. I don't no, know it was what happened. What, wait, wait what, this, was, this was at the hideout the second Same time? Same place. What day of the week was it? It was a Thursday. It, was, it shouldn't have been okay, that Yeah, bad. Thursday right. is not a... Thursday is fine. Yeah. The, the, like, the explanation, I mean, the real reason why there was no one there is because we weren't very popular. Right. But, like, the, the rational explanation that we told ourselves so that we didn't, like, you know, get, like, just really distraught about it was that, you know, there was a whole bunch of other shows that very night. It was like, Wilco was playing at some big venue. Of course. Beach House was playing somewhere. Right. You know, like, there, um, there was like, I don't, you know, there, there was like all this thing, but it was like, we all knew that like Chicago is not a small town. Like when that happens and you're in like Charlottesville or something, it's more it, valid. It, yeah. It's a lot more valid. Yeah. It's a lot more fucking valid. <laughs> so we drove all the way to Chicago. So you play the show. 
Of course. We play now, do you well? Do you play a a uh, every a, show as hard as you? No, can. do you play an abbreviated? <laughs> no, we set, did it, you, man. We did it. You know, right. how like, many people were there? Probably. I mean, the sound guy. Okay, is okay sound? so when you're counting the sound guy, <laughs> you know. <laughs> All right, there were like two people working at the bar. Right. <laughs> there was a sound guy. There was a kid who came who had been at the show before. So one paid, and then there was there was I think there was yeah one paid, and then um. Uh, you know that band Freakwater? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. A Freakwater side project called The Horses Ha opened the show, and like there were four people in that band, and like three of them left, and one of them stayed. And they didn't bring anybody. They, SLD, strong oh, local draw. Uh, yeah, right. they were like they were like WLD. You know what yeah. I'm saying? They were very weak. <laughs> and no, no one came to see them. No one came to see them. They left except for one person, and then like there was two friends who were on the list, of course. Right. So um, it was very sad, you know. It was a very sad. <laughs> so I mean, so I mean, mentally, how did you? I mean, how do you persevere through that? I mean, in this, I because these shows come up, yeah. like, and so, especially given the fact that you now have to drive what twelve hours to Philadelphia and overnight your <laughs> I mean, in a van together about what a bad idea it all was. It was yeah, I mean, it was just. I, I think I, what I remember, I've blocked a lot of it out, you know. Right. <laughs> I remember just sort of, I mean, Cite is my, has always been my project, you know, it's sort of right. effectively a solo project. So I remember, but you know, my friend, my, the band, we were all friends, and I remember just apologizing, just basically <laughs> right. just laying out and just being like, I am sorry that you are here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because of me. Like I felt very, guilty and and i felt really awful about it you know right and and like you know a couple of them were just like this is fucking bullshit you know <laughs> and then a couple of them were like you know i had a couple of real chipper california people in my band who were really really nice and good natured and they're you know and then and 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 josh pollock bless his heart was whenever these kinds of shows happen where they, they were under attended he'd be like you know man I mean, I can remember so many shows where I was the only one there and of it changed my life. You know, like we could do that for that kid who is there. You know what I mean? Right. And I'm like, until that kid you know, <laughs> sends me like... Fuck know, that kid. Yeah. Right. That oh. kid can burn in hell. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Fuck that kid. Yeah. Because I'm still sitting in a shitty van. Yeah. Until, that kid, until that kid gets some fucking friends. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? That kid should stop being such a fucking loser. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then the... Okay, then the other thing is, and I know you both had this experience. The other thing about... The funny thing about the show is, of course, we had played there the first time, you know, and it was and the first time we played there it was like a percentage deal at the yeah. door right so beautiful because, thing because we, <laughs> yeah so because we had done so well that night the booking agent talked them into a $500 guarantee <laughs> you know? and a $500 guarantee for a band on the level of Cite was a really well, it was great sure right? of course yeah and um and so at the end of the night, you know, there's sort of like the walk to the office, uh, you know what I mean? Which is always this kind of, you know, there, there, there's always like something weirdly illicit about it, right. you know, like it's not. And you, and, but in this case, it was like a, something of a death march. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and, you know, up the stairs and the guy just like handed me an envelope and walked out of the room, right. you know, left me alone to count it. And that was that. You know? It's rough to, yeah. you have to like have that kind of stone face and just be like, I know this is terrible. I know, but you know but what? But not yeah. really apologize because it's just like, I don't know, man, well, you did make the deal. That, like, right, right. Totally. That was the type of thing where we had, because there, there were three people in my band, so 
Adam, our bass player, was the one who dealt. He dealt with the money. He mm-hmm. dealt with kind of. Okay. He was TMing, quote unquote. Right. <laughs> uh, you know, right. I, and so I thankfully rarely had to deal with the actual exchange because I'm sure there were a couple of those, sh- you know, show up with your tail between your legs, yeah, yeah, kind of right. like. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're the one who's like, I don't know what happened, right. guys. Exactly. When you, yeah. Totally. totally. Uh, no, that's that's a brutal. But so, how, how was that Philly show? The Philly show was fine. I mean, it was good. It was good. It was at Johnny Brenda's. Yeah. Yep. Nice club. You know, we played with, um, it wasn't the Capital Years, but it was like guys from the Capital Years. Uh-huh. Mm, sure. I, I can't I remember. think it's always guys from the Capital yeah, Years. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, Philly, <laughs> in Philly, there's always something. Totally. And we had, and we, and, and it was well attended and, and it was totally a good night. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I have to say that like, as good of a night as it was, I can't say that it totally made up. For the experience, you know, because A, we were like totally cracked out yeah. from driving all night. And and B, like, it was a good night, but it wasn't like a fucking ball. Right, you know right. I mean? And um, and it just, and I still felt, I don't know, it just, it weighs on you. But yeah. no, 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 I, I actually had a, I have a very similar story, very similar thing happened to us right when we were starting to tour for... Uh, our last record, which came out in 2008, we were doing a tour with Frightened Rabbit mm-hmm. from Scotland, oh, yeah. who are now a, a very big band. Uh, but this was really like one of their first U.S. tours. And, uh, we were co-headlining right. with them. And I yeah. think, I think the first show together was in, it was in Chicago at the Empty Bottle, and it was a free show. And we had always done well in Chicago. Yeah. That's just, it's a place that we'd always done well. So we were headlining this one. We were oh, yeah. psyched. Our record, uh, the record was just about to come out. I don't even think it hadn't been reviewed yet or anything. Right. You know, the future's looking bright. Exactly. Fried Rabbit go on. And the place is packed. Right. Place is packed. Like, Maybe. this is it. This yeah, is going to yeah. be our time, guys. Right. This is our time. Yeah. Fried, Fried Rabbit go on. They bring the house down. People are psyched. Getting psyched to play. I'm downstairs, <laughs> rubbing my palms together. <laughs> go up, mass exodus. Uh, we oh, take man. the stage to. Oh. I I think it was about twenty percent oh. of the place remained, oh, and so that hard. and it's... and my heart sank, and I realized that like this is what this tour is going to be like. Yeah. We cannot and and uh, the the frightened rabbit guys were awesome. They're why you know like and it was a great tour in that respect. Once we're like, you know what, guys, we're a lot better opening for you. Yeah, it's so, a bummer, man. It's happened. It happened to. I, I'm sure I brought this up for, it, but it happened to Panthers at least twice. Right. Uh, whereas like, I remember we did one, the Vice tour with Vietnam opening, uh, and then Death from Above, 1979. Oh wow, that was a huge tour. Yeah, but like it was like right before Death from Above became really big, but they became big on the tour. On the tour, right, and then right, it was right. like there were some where we were somewhat headlight, and I was just like. Yeah, you would watch just like, I was like, oh, the mass. And then we did another one that we were going to co-headline until like, as far as I remember, a week or two before with TV on the radio. Oh, my God. And then TV on the radio became TV on the radio. And it was kind of like, yeah, I don't know if we're going to be doing a 50-50 split. Right. And also, we probably should be headlining. And like, of course, I'm like, well, yeah. Right. Like, yes, there's no reason. Were there any shows on that tour that you actually, that you guys headlined? No, okay. that one because that was going to be one where we would maybe Flip kind flop. of trade off, right. and yeah. then it was like a couple weeks before was like right before like Desperate Youth. I think like that came out uh-huh. that album, right. and then yeah, it was just like yeah, no, sorry, uh, yeah. and it's a bummer. Yeah, it is. You're just like yeah, hey, you're just like no. Oh, it's, I it's, think you're you think you're it's here? totally Hi, emasculating, especially in our case. We were coming off uh, you know somewhat uh, moderate success off of our first sub pop record, so we were like, 
all right, this is just gets better from here. And that was that was kind of a this real ego. You build, you build. Whoa. It. You go to Chicago, you play that yeah. show, and you come back, and it's but, huge. So, so it, to back up for a second, Ezra, so you – what was the impetus behind moving to San Francisco? Cite started in San Francisco. Yes. Yes. This is post Feast. Yes, almost immediately. I mean, I, I I left New York in the summer of '04. So, how did Feast end? What was the deal uh, there? I mean, it, Feast ended um, amicably. There's, you know, and and um, it ended because it should have ended. Yeah, it yep. ended because exactly. Yeah, it, it ran its course, and I and then I I I well, I, I got into graduate school in the West Coast, and I, I went there and. And then I, and then I, I the, but the thing about, there was a link, which was that the f- one feast record that we recorded, we recorded with Tim Green from the champs and Nation of Ulysses, really amazing producer of that record that is on your body right now. Yes. Comments on fire. Um, and for the listener, uh, I'm wearing a comments on fire <laughs> record <laughs> instead of a shirt right now. It's just a little awkward. I'm glad we just brought it up. <laughs> it's really hot. The vinyl <laughs> it's a good is, uh, yeah, um, so, uh, so Tim and Tim, when, when, when Tim recorded the, the Feast record, we just knew him through a, a mutual friend. Um, he and I got to be tight and, um, and then I started Cite just doing like four track garage band stuff with acoustic guitar and electric guitar. And, and, um, uh, but when I moved to San Francisco, I, I lived in his studio for a month while I was looking for an apartment. Mm-hmm. Literally, I slept under the console and like, and was working on music and he and I started recording together the my songs and the first album just sort of happened slowly over a year and important records picked it up when it came out when I was done with it and then Dead Oceans and Secretly Canadian got involved mm-hmm. for the second record and then I left graduate school and I kind of went back and was like kind of back and forth for years um, between the band and school and um, and yeah and so and then I moved to New York Kept it going, and it's sort of in a strange, like, liminal state right, right now where I'm putting out an EP um, with Strange Attractors. I'm not sure when. It's kind of like a limited vinyl-only thing. Um, playing show, playing some shows here and there. We were supposed to uh, be opening for Os Mutantes on oh, Saturday, that. but that it got sucks. canceled. Sorry about um, that. <laughs> Um, Keeping the worst gig ever tradition alive. <laughs> well, really, this show is going to be great. And they didn't come. Never mind. Yeah, in a way, but it's sort of like avoiding the worst gig ever. You know? Right. Um, right. But because um, in a way, the whole point of worst gig ever is that you played it, right? Yeah. You know I mean? Yeah. So uh, I mean, not to get meta. About sure. Worst gig sure. Ever, but, you know. um, so I I was uh, in doing some research. I saw that in doing some research. I like. I saw. Very straight face. I saw. So Cite had done a European tour yes, at one point. Yes, yes, yes. In 2010, we did a long European tour, about over six weeks. Maybe Ooh, more. oh, that that's it very was, long. It was, yeah, it was serious. Um, you can cover a lot of ground in six yeah. weeks. Yeah. Well, we well that's, we spent two weeks plus in the UK. Oh, oh, that, oh that, that sounds familiar pretty, to uh, the classic three week Panther UK. Tour. Uh, Panthers yeah. did a three week UK yeah. tour. Oxford Collapse did a two week UK yeah. tour. Why would you do that? I mean, like. No Where one you, needs to play in Hull. You know that's what I mean? the thing. Like, Every you know, I, I, we've talked about, but did people constantly be like, you know, people only do like three days here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you're yeah. just like, why are you here? Wait for three a second. Days? Hull um, is that the place? What was it's the place? Shit hole. Is, is it the place? Was it a bar fly? <laughs> No, no, but no. it's a place. Um, is that the place where like Everyone Blur played an Oasis? Yes, it's exactly. tiny. Yes, it's yes. an older guy. Older guy with white hair. And it's he a did shit hole. 
Did he get yeah. you Indian food? Because sure I, that was my favorite part of that show. That sounds like great. It. How was that? The, the, the Indian food was, it was the good. best. Let's say, the, let's say, how was the show? The Indian food was great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Do exactly. you guys play good? I yeah. mean, the curry. Yeah, we played that place. All right. The, yeah, the curry was killer. I have to say, at that point, it was like our fourth curry night in a row. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'll take it. It was sure, not sure. complaining, but I'm just, you know, it might have been better had we not been like swimming in curry <laughs> for days. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, that show, I mean, it was, the UK was, you know, it it's it's not like a healthy place. Nope. You know what I mean? And um, and no one needs to spend that much time there. They do you, nothing for you. Yeah. They, oh yeah. God. I mean, what, well, the good thing was that the, the tour started there. So once we left and we got to the continent, ah. it was so much better because like the accommodations. You know, they don't give no one. They don't give a fuck if no one comes to the show. Right. They pay right. You lots of money. They <laughs> yeah. Like, Give you know you get crackers and cheese and right. wine. and a hotel your dinner bed, here's your breakfast hotel, wonderful you know I mean? new friends you know what yeah. I mean like in the UK you're literally literally like breakfast was a part of the deal once at this kid's house and there was like a pile of biscuits yeah. you know what I mean yeah. yeah and like and I don't know and I ate them all and my band was really mad at me and that was sure. that. you know what I mean they just like how did you end up doing the two weeks like did it just kind of did it get booked by yeah booking agent yeah it was like this this young booking agent dude who was who's it German oh okay um, it wasn't wasn't Ed Strickfellow <laughs> no no his name was uh, uh, I'm calling you out Ed Strickfellow you screwed us I've heard of him he used to work he worked for the agency yeah that yeah. was he brought us over because he booked the yeah yeah yes that's how you might have heard it. like he's the okay. one who brought the yeah yeah yes over okay. and then he was trying to bring Brooklyn bands over right but like he wouldn't sign us he just booked a three week tour right and we got there and we're just like. All right, this is nuts. Like we don't have a van, we have anything, and right. we had to like stay in the the offices. And he looked like he was scared we were gonna beat him up because <laughs> uh, he was just stra- He was just struggling to get the next yeah 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 right. over because it was like Brooklyn scene, yay! Right, right, right. I mean, this was more like like I don't know. I I kind of like he was like, um, are you I, do you want to do a European tour? And I was like, yes. Like, <laughs> yeah. what, are you gonna book it for us? Like, what? Like, what are you like? Where are you? You know, he was like, I'm going to do it. And I was like, okay. Right. You know what I mean? Like, sounds great, dude. You know what I mean? Like, and in my mind, I'm like, is this really going to happen? Right. He's like, September. And it was like in February. And I was like, well, maybe it will. And then a few months later, lo and behold, there it was. And like, you know, he booked enough festival shows and, and gigs that paid well so that like, I, we didn't break, e- I didn't break even, but like, you know. But you got to go I, to I Europe. Lose my for, house yeah. and we went to go to Europe and it yeah. was fun. Yeah. We played a bunch of shows at Black Mountain. That was awesome. That's awesome. And, mm-hmm. and um, you know, there were, none of the worst gigs ever were in Europe, I have to say. There was like yeah. one that I kind of, sort of came to mind, Duisburg in Germany, mm-hmm. very small, weird town. We got to the, we got lost on the way. We got there late and the band opening for us was like this goth band who were all wearing masks and they were playing just like really loud, like Einstein's and New Bowton esque, like industrial goth music, which is like right uh, up Jeff's alley, right? Kind of like a dream come true to me. You know, like, <laughs> no, I don't mind the source, right? But like the, the, like the, co- you know, the, the like copy of it was not good. And like, and they just, it was, it was totally inappropriate. And there was no one there. And when there's a really loud band and there's no one in the room, oh, it's like, it's, right. Yeah. A bummer. But so. it should also be noted, because we've talked about this on the show before, that a lot of bills in Europe are like these hodgepodges of bands that you would never right. play with yes. right. in the States. It's true. It's true. And like, and yeah, that's one thing. A like, lot of Radiohead type sounding, like a lot oh, of yeah. pedals, yeah. a lot of. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. We got concert. paired with the girl group that yeah. was trying to get signed to a major label <laughs> called the Suffragettes. Oh, no way. <laughs> Driven around by their dad. No uh, way. And we stayed at their house. It was very awkward. That is amazing. Uh, <laughs> that is amazing. Uh, 
So yeah, and then you end up doing it, but the rest of the UK was, I mean, the rest of uh, the That's continent what, was great. Yeah, it was, it was really, yeah, it was really fun. I don't remember, like, anything being, like, there was, like, some mild bummer shows, right. but there wasn't Being there, there dulls the pain. It yeah, Because yeah. the, the way they treat you dulls it. And then also you're just like, well, at least I'm not looking at America truck stops. Yeah, exactly. Because you know? like, the middle of America is really depressing. Yeah. It, you know what? I, 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 I agree with that. I think Missouri, no offense to our uh, Missourian listeners, is, is Missouri two, and Pennsylvania are, <laughs> are the worst, like, it's a never-ending. Yeah. You're, you're in Missouri for five <laughs> yeah. days, just no, driving yeah. across. Take it from a clinical psychologist. It's depressing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But see, for me at least, you know, because we used to always, almost always do do a uh, counterclockwise loop. Right. So, like, right. we'd be – and we'd always play in North Dakota and Montana. And, like, it was still, like, the first week and a half of the tour. And, like, the novelty had never really worn off. So, it's like, ah, who cares? Sure, sure, We're sure. in Missoula on a Monday night. Like, totally. we don't expect there to be anyone. Right. right. Then, you know, fast forward to wherever, Birmingham, Alabama, and we're, like, a week from home. And it's like, yeah, I mean, right. the fuck out of here. Although that As, is one place where, like – that the bottle tree is yeah a great awesome. place the bottle tree is you great know, yeah that like certain places all like certainly that may be one of the only places that's kind of like Europe in that the hospitality yes. mm-hmm. is so good yeah that, like even if the show is under attendant which our show there was it wasn't like that bad no right? no, no yeah. Yeah. The fact that there was only you know maybe thirty people there it was like or twenty people it was not that big when you've got those places that are usually run by musicians right like in, yes. in the middle of america or like random state like you know, triple crown or whatever and triple rock triple rock i mean triple rock <laughs> uh, yeah it had, had kind of a bummer show at the triple did you really rock, have a bummer show they have a great that place has the great uh menu and a great like yeah uh food great food, food what am i a restaurant is the word i'm looking for <laughs> yeah. great food dispensary <laughs> Yes, uh, the Triple Rock has that. Have you played the Triple Rock in Minneapolis? It's the no, Dillinger no, Four Guys on okay. that, yeah. and it's like the stage, and there's a large pit. There is a swords, weird pit and then like uh, um, it's a little bit more made was, for warp tour. Band. That was one of sure. our. Uh, we did that on the ill-fated one of our ill-fated joggers tours. Where uh-huh. it was like, we love these guys. We're having a great time. Nobody's coming to the shows, <laughs> but we're enjoying but, the company. So okay, so so. Bringing it now to today, you've been doing Cite in a couple of different forms yes. for a long time. Yes, yes, You've been playing music for a long time. Yes, definitely. You know, you've definitely had your share of, of quote unquote worst gigs. Definitely. And now, you know, you're, you've, you've got a career. Yes. yes so yeah. what keeps you still, what keeps you still doing yeah. the music though? Uh, well, you know, I mean, the same, you know, the same, the same thing that like keeps you going through the worst gig ever, right? You know, right. I mean, you know, I mean, I don't want to get sentimental on worst gig ever, but like, no, you know you, I mean? yeah, there's room. Be for as it. honest yeah. as you want. <laughs> well, I mean, you love it so uh, much. Let me pull out the that, tissues, like, you know, <laughs> because I'm about to masturbate. <laughs> right. <Squirt. I'm> sorry. <laughs> Um, Continue. They're, they're, they're erotic sentimentality. The, um, no, you love it so much that you know that you that it's worth it, right? Yeah. I mean, kind of. It's not like I mean, it's sort of worth it, and it's not because I actually don't. I think probably I've played my worst gig ever. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I don't think I'll have another one. Right. I I really don't want to. You right. know what I mean? And I'm sort of like trying to like to you know control for that. Yeah, yeah. As much as possible. But 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 I definitely haven't played my last gig ever either. Right. And I hope never to or whatever that means. And and um, you know and so 
playing music feels so good and I love it so much that I want that like there's no way I wouldn't keep doing it somehow you know of course now that I'm working um, you know like 35 which is not actually that old I certainly I know plenty of touring musicians who are older but um, but you know I'm I'm kind of um, wary of like becoming a weekend warrior right um, you know which is always the nightmare of like the like musician artiste who takes himself seriously mm -hmm. you know which I am but um, but you know but playing is the main thing you know right what I mean? and, and you know and, and sort of and like having whatever vision you have and it, it has importance in your own mind whatever your musical vision is even if no one cares and that's what's important you know right and I still believe that you know yeah so yeah no I mean I agree it's hard it's, it's, that's the right answer by the it way is the, yeah, you won uh, <laughs> you chose wisely you, it works out well okay. yeah no it, it's 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 yeah it, it, it's 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 hard to kind of deny the love. It, it, it's frustrating. Like it's, it's for me, it's a begrudging love. Oh, it's yeah. like a, you're just like sometimes you just. I talk about all the time. You look at that bass amp, and you're just like you again. Yeah, like, I, know, I gotta exactly. lift you again. What am I doing? This I know. For? I know. I mean, I think the thing is, is that the you know, if if you do love doing it, like that never goes like that never goes away. The context may change in which you do it, right? right. And that you're not necessarily trying to quote unquote make it or or play you know any opportunity you can yeah. but you try to do it smart yeah. like you try to be like well i've done this before right. like you know like i have like i i know that like i can use my my superhuman sense of playing shows to be aware that maybe this one won't be worth it like yeah. i'm not going to go out of my way for you know bum fuck like new jersey show like yeah yeah know? oh definitely not i mean that like yeah, I mean, I, it, it, but it becomes, but like the thing is that, you know, you can, like, when you take the, the, I'm gonna be picking and choosing kind of, right. you know, um, way of going about it, unfortunately you limit yourself. Yeah, you yeah. Know what I mean, because we've, if you, if, you, if you're not in a position to do that much picking and choosing, right. then like, you might not be playing. That right, much. exactly. You know I mean? And that's what's great about being in a band that where you're just, you know, like young and hungry. Right. You know, and you're just ready to play wherever the fuck New Jersey, because right. there's a place to play there and there right. will be people there to see you. And, you know, and, and so that, you know, like I do, miss that attitude sort of even though that attitude is a little bit desperate sure you know what i mean and yeah I, and, and like and i don't miss the desperation of it you know what i mean right um so yeah all right well so to wrap up today final question for okay, you sure what do you think of the word gig huh it's a good question um <laughs> it's an interesting question well um i don't love it <laughs> Good. It's not, my, it's not my favorite word. I don't. I don't. I, I've definitely used it though. I've probably. I've probably used it hundreds of times. Um, I like. Um, I think it works better. I know that comedians come on this show. Yeah. I think it's a more appropriate word for a comedian. Absolutely. Agreed. You know, and I because I think that like there's something. I think that gig. Like I don't think that like after. You know, like if you asked, if you saw Bruce Dickinson like at a Seven Eleven at like one in the morning, and you were like, "What did you do tonight?" He and he had been at Madison Square Garden mm -hmm. with Iron Maiden. He wouldn't be like, oh, "I had a gig." Right. Probably. Like if and if he said that, it would sound kind of weird. Right. He might say, that. "I had I don't a know. gig." You know what gig. I mean? <laughs> but like if he said it, I think you'd be like, "Like so you were like, what does that mean?" So like you know, like were you? I, I don't know, like. Were you up at the Apollo or something? You know what I mean? Right. Like, like I don't know. Sure. I don't know what... No, it, it, it connotates a, I mean, 
let's be honest though, if Bruce Dickinson was touring on the Balls to Picasso solo album Classic that he put album. out, that <laughs> got might, it on fire. <laughs> Don't worry. Balls about to it. Picasso. Yeah. Uh, then that might have been a gig because he probably would have been playing, right. you know, uh, wherever would be at that Webster Hall or something, <laughs> and right. not flying his own jet. Yes, right. exactly. You just can't imagine like Eddie behind yeah. him at Webster <laughs> Right. Hall. If Eddie's there, is it a gig? You right. know what I mean, that's the question. You they should shove be Eddie at the Maxwell's. <laughs> that's the question you should be asking every right. guest. You know what yes. I mean? And so and and and. But so I think it applies to comedians more, and I think it's it, there's something weirdly demeaning about it. It yeah. makes it sound like a like like a tossed off thing. That's but how, for comedians, yeah. I feel like like that's kind of okay. That's like what they do. It's kind of show. Right. It's a show business. It's like a term. show right. business. Yeah, thing. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you know, I'm just doing my thing. You know yeah. what I mean? Whereas like, with a band, it just it feels like a, oh, you got a gig. Oh, you yeah, got yeah. It's it's an outsider have. term. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Someone who's never played music yeah. telling you about your show. Yeah. So I try to I try to avoid. Sure. It. You know, I like it. in the UK they like they that they were fear they were like going to see a band. Is going to a gig, right? You know what I mean. Like you don't have a gig, you see a gig, yeah. And like, and that 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 kind of has a different thing. I wonder where the word comes from. I have no idea. Um, but but it comes from a gig back, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> a soft one. Yeah, that, honestly, we should all dislike the gig only because it gave us the gig back. Yes, the gig you know back I mean? is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> so Ezra, this is this has been phenomenal. Thank you so much Thank for coming on the show. Thank you. And if there's one last thing that I got to say to you, yeah. take take a guess what it's going to be. I have no idea. I don't know. I All right, guess. you don't live too far from here. You, li- I mean, you you live <laughs> relatively <laughs> close to me. He gets locker locker every episode. I Go just want I just want to make sure no that today, yeah, you get home safe. Worst gig ever.